What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Show, episode 898. I am Henry Washington, and I'll be your host today as we dive into a very special episode focused around just one deal. Today, we're going to hear from Lacey Russell. Lacey is new to investing, but she was able to make her first deal a really smart deal, even in a crazy expensive market with low inventory. And when I say expensive, I mean expensive. We'll also hear from one of the heroes of this deal, Lacey's real estate agent, Sam. Sam is one of our elite agents here at Bigger Pockets. So if you are looking for an investor-friendly real estate agent who understands investors and the goals investors have, then go to biggerpockets.com slash agent finder today. Lacey, can you give us some context on your investment priorities and what are you hoping to achieve with this deal? Yeah, this was after buying, you know, myriad amount of books that you guys have, you know, <laughs> wealth without cash, right? For investment books, you know, rich dad, poor dad. I'd, I'd, I'd gone through like the first phase of just trying to educate myself. And then I went through uh, the website to try and find an agent. And mm -hmm. what I was hoping to find when I was looking for an agent was somebody that could also be in a way, a mentor or somebody that would have advice in terms of real estate investments, right? Because I was incredibly green myself. Okay. And fortunately, when I met Sam, he just, he was all of those things. He was a sounding board. He was somebody who had great ideas and he knew our market and he knew, right, like how how much potential there was in the current market, even though okay. inventories were low and everything that we were looking at initially was kind of like, eh, well, you know, with interest rates going up, Maybe buying something that's already built doesn't make sense. Maybe we go and build. I want to make sure I understand kind of your uh, kind of order of operations and your logic as you were thinking through this, because there's a lot of people who are in your shoes or in a similar position where they live in a market. They think they see some opportunity. You said that 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 kind of struck my attention. You said. I saw the opportunity and the need for investment. And so that's what sparked you to want to look into it. So from that perspective, were you seeing the need for housing? Like what, what is it that you were seeing? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's a great question. So um, we live near a very high-end resort town and a lot of the folks who work in this resort town can't afford to live there. And so a lot of them commute from the valley in which where we live and the inventory is just incredibly low, even if it was affordable, say, say it was 10 years ago right now, and we can get two, three, four, five properties at two and a half to three percent. The inventory, I believe, would still be low. OK, so your step one was you identified that there was some opportunity in your market. This is my opportunity. I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to try to invest and solve this problem where we need housing for the people who are working in this area. Now I just need some help. And you jumped on the Bigger Pockets agent founder and found Sam. So Sam, talk to us a little bit about kind of what that approach was like from Lacey and then kind of what you see within that real estate market. Yeah, to add some context to to both markets and why we have such low inventory, um, the average sales price in, in Jackson, Wyoming is like 5 million bucks, 5.2 million. Um, down south Excuse of Jackson. Excuse me, the average home sale price is $5 million? $5 million, yep, as of 2023. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yep. So then yeah. you go you go to Star Valley, which is south of uh, Jackson, and you're at $685,000 average sales price in 2023. Um, and both days on markets have, have increased 
from, you know, just a few weeks during COVID because we had all this uh, demand coming to our area mm -hmm. when international travel was restricted and people wanted to vacation still domestically. Mm -hmm. So now we're at like 120 days or so, three to four months for both markets. It's slowed down a little bit, but prices haven't moved much. So um, you still, you do the math on some of these existing deals and you just realize that rents are not going to cover the financing unless you're putting 50 or more percent down. So we ran all these numbers through the uh, bigger pockets, investment property calculators and otherwise, and just, just napkin math is pretty blatantly obvious that you're not <laughs> going to be able to make these deals cash flow. And uh, so that's when we just said, okay, instead of stopping our search there, let's just get a little more creative. What can we do? And luckily there's a good amount of inventory on land, uh, especially some of these smaller lots. And um, as long as we could put a couple of different pieces together and use some creativity, including bringing in a a builder that was actually relocating to the area, uh, it can make a lot of sense because the spread between building prices and retail prices, there's still a good amount of money or a good amount of uh, profit margin in there for a builder to come in and be successful. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're, you're singing the song of a lot of people in expensive markets, right? They, they know that there's a need, but are trying to figure out how do I supply housing, um, and, and buy it at a price point where, um, I can afford to make money while, while solving that problem. Uh, and, and, and so I, I understand kind of like the logic that got you to look at the land. Is that something that kind of happened pretty quickly or did you guys start looking at existing homes and touring properties before you kind of made that, that decision or transition? Yeah. And so maybe I'll back up. So when Sam and I met for the first time for lunch um, and we talked about strategy, if you will. I I moved up at the height of COVID um, right before prices skyrocketed. So I wanted to leverage some of the equity that I have in the current home that we're, we've, we've flipped to a point where it's almost done. Um, and so that will eventually become a buy and hold and we'll rent that out. Uh, if we don't take the equity, it would cash flow beautifully. I mean, to the mm -hmm. tune of maybe like $500 to $1,000 per month. Um, we'll probably take the equity out and roll it into the new property. But Initially, we did think about looking at that equity and buying existing property within maybe a 20 to 30 mile radius. And everything that we looked at, while it was great, and, and Sam is correct in saying that none of it would have cash flowed, I guess I just got to the point where I thought, if it's not going to cash flow, right, it should be an appreciation play. And there's another home, um, it's where we bought the lot is on a golf course. And there's another home that I heard another realtor say that it's on the golf course and it's rented out 365 days a year. And I thought, well, if anything were to ever happen with my W-2 job where I had to relocate, I know that if we leave this residence, it would be fine in terms of a midterm or short-term rental. Awesome. Now that we have a sense of the market where Lacey and Sam are looking, we're about to get into the details on this deal and later how they managed to find a good contractor under budget. Stick around. Finding rental property insurance has been a headache for the past few years. You know the feeling. You're scrambling, calling 20 different insurance agencies in a dozen different cities, struggling to protect your portfolio at the right cost. But I'm going to tell you a little secret that'll change everything. Veteran investors don't go through the everyday insurance companies. They just use NREG. NREG, that's N-R-E-I-G, provides insurance solely for real estate investors. They've built the largest insurance program in the country for residential tenant-occupied, vacant, and renovation properties. The best part? 
You can put all your properties on one insurance schedule and one monthly bill. And you can add, change, or remove properties without having to cancel one policy and purchase another. They insure properties from single-family rentals, up to 20-unit multifamily dwellings, vacation rentals, mobile homes, condos, and more. Trade catchy jingles for cash flow with insurance made for investors. Visit nreg.com slash bppod to request a proposal. N-R-E-I-G dot com slash B-P-P-O-D. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Every lender loves to talk about how easy it is to get a mortgage. Then when it's time to fund your next deal, they ask for your full financials, your blood type, your mother's famous spaghetti recipe, and a map to the fountain of youth. Sound familiar? You got all that handy, right? Why not switch to a lender who actually makes qualifying for a loan easy? A lender like Host Financial. Host Financial takes the tedious tax returns, endless W-2s, and time-consuming financial requests out of the picture. Their light dock and common sense underwriting guidelines mean frictionless transactions every time. You'll even be able to use the actual or projected income of the short-term or long-term rental you're looking to purchase or pull equity out of. That's what lending built for investors looks like. So take the next step and grow your portfolio faster. Visit hostfinancial.com to request a quote in as fast as 60 seconds, which is faster than this ad. If not, it's pretty close. That's host, H-O-S-T, financial.com. Again, that's host, H-O-S-T, financial.com. Welcome back. I'm here with new investor Lacey Russell and her agent, Sam Hack, and they are walking us through a deal that they just did. Okay, so to recap, you decided that the numbers weren't working, you weren't finding anything or seeing anything that was going to meet your financial needs, but you didn't just quit. You didn't just say, oh, well, I can't invest here. Uh, you decided to start looking at land. How did Sam, how did you help uh, in that decision process? Or was that Lacey's idea? Like, how did you guys come to that decision? Because it, it's a it's a pretty big shift from an investor's perspective. There's a lot that goes into building new construction that is what people would consider risky. Um, it could be expensive on the front side. And so a lot of new investors tend to want to stay away from this. So how did you guys like come together in that decision process? Yeah, I think I think it's uh, starting from you got to get to know each other because there's a lot of intimate financial details you need to go through to get a full picture of what someone is trying to achieve in their investment career. And unless you know all the different um, tools you have in your toolbox and dials and levers you can pull um, to make something creative happen and improve someone's uh, portfolio, um, it's tough. So you, you basically just, we got to know each other first. And then we said, all right, you've got these existing properties. You've got, you know, other business ideas. We've talked a lot about side hustles and things. So a full financial picture helps to, to start and you just have to build rapport and, and do that. And that's great. Um, 
And then of course, yeah, there's, there's a lot of brain damage that goes into building a house and there's a longer timeline <laughs> that's, and there's that's a phenomenal costs. way to put it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not easy, but, um, Lacey's, Lacey's, uh, energetic and, uh, you know, they're, uh, th- both of them are like, Hey, we're, we're willing to take this project, uh, um, on and make this happen for a, a more optimal result. And so there are trade-offs in any kind of, uh, strategy you decide to, to go with. But, um, I, one saying I, I use is for any deal, even though of course I'm in sales and I want to, I want to sell existing inventory with high prices and stuff. It still has to make sense for you. And, uh, I say, you got to keep the rubber down and the pain up. It's basically that you don't want to be upside down on any deal, no matter how much you love the area and how much you think it's going to appreciate. You got to make a fundamentally sound decision based on income or your ability to float it. I love that. And the only other color I'd add to that would be that the inventory in the market is aging, right? And with that comes a whole slew of problem problems potentially. And I just also had it in my mind, well, if I'm going to invest the money, I, I don't know what might pop up down the road. So I could potentially spend the same amount of money on repairs and remodels. I know this from experience based on what I've done in the current <laughs> remodel that if I just kind of take a little bit of that money that I know potentially might be needed for some of those uh, expenses and just invest it up front and know that it will be taken care of by somebody I trust, then it made sense to me to do it like that. And Sam, had you had any previous experience with helping investors on new construction projects? Yeah. So the trickiest part I think is matchmaking. I say that your network is your net worth and you better have a really trusted builder network. So Dylan was one of the first people that I've really put through a couple tests, if you will, like smaller renovation projects and additions and just making sure that he had good communication and, uh, was reliable. And that would be, he would actually be up for this project and was a good guy. And, um, yeah, I think that's important. So I had sold a lot of other pieces of land, but, um, had not found comfort with a builder, um, because a lot of them are just in it for the money. And they're like, we're just going to go build spec homes or retail stuff and make the most amount of money. But luckily Dylan was a good fit because he is trying to build his business in the Valley and is new. So he's willing to, you know, he's willing to not go all the way to retail prices, make sure it's a win-win for, for both his client and him. What I enjoy about this, this story and this deal so far is you are finding a way to invest where you live. A lot of people think it's too expensive and I just can't do it. And instead of being discouraged when you couldn't make the numbers work on something that was existing, you pivoted to a strategy where you feel like you can make the numbers work. And, and that does bring in risk, but I think bringing in partners like Sam and the builders that you brought in who have the experience that you can lean on allows you to be able to ease into new ventures like this. And I, I commend you for, for kind of how you've gone about this process, because I tell people all the time, you can absolutely invest in any market. There is a way to invest in almost any market, but you've got to be an expert in your market or work with an expert in your market and partner with people who have the experience that you lack. And so I, uh, uh, congratulations. All right. So you've now decided you're going to do this new construction project. Tell us about this project. What are the numbers? The lot was originally listed for $89,900. It was reduced in price to 80,900. And then we were able to negotiate 
$5,900 off for a closing price of 75000 Okay. Bought a piece of land for 75000 How big of a piece of land is this? 0.6 acres, just shy of that. The plan is to develop a roughly 2,500 to 2,800 square foot home, uh, four bedroom, three bath approximately, with uh, a goal of spending somewhere between $750,000 to $850,000. Mm-hmm. Based on what we're seeing in the market already, um, I noticed a few properties just around the corner that were of a similar size, uh, and they were remodeled, you know, a little gussied up, if you will, but not completely gutted. <laughs> not, I mean, no new kitchens, no new bathrooms, just some paint and trim, and those I think already appreciated a hundred to two hundred thousand. Okay, so is the goal to build this new construction single family and sell it, or build it and rent it? The goal will be long-term to do short-term and mid-term rental um, okay. Okay. as we continue to roll over and, and invest maybe in one to two to three more properties. Okay. Yeah, I was one, I was wondering because you said twenty five to 2,800 square feet and most people when they're going to build a single family as a rental typically go for something three bed, two bath, 1,500 square footage. So was the logic in doing yeah. a bigger home there because you're going to do a short-term rental and wanted to be able to provide more bedrooms and sleep more people? Yeah, exactly that. Um, if it came down to a long-term rental, the family size, I would say, in our area tends to be on the larger side. Um, I don't know <laughs> if you disagree with that, Sam. So it's just uh, it's the nature of the folks that live where we live. That I, I think it would be fair to say it could rent out a larger size family. No problem. If anything, I think we've got an inventory shortage on larger homes that are available for rent. Okay. So you're all in. It looks like, let's say if you take the worst case scenario, you build for 850, you paid 75 grand for the lot, you're all in at 925,000. What's the expectation of the value of that property once the construction is complete? Yeah. Yeah. We've seen similar square footage, um, give or take on the lot size, you know, half acre bigger or so, but at 1.1 to 1.2 million. 1.1 1.1 to 1.2 million. And that's just once it's complete, that's not having to wait for any appreciation, right? And that's the magical part about where we live is it's close enough to those high-end areas that the folks that can't afford it would happily do so and happily move there to be only 30 to 45 minutes away from a really nice ski resort. Yeah, that's, I mean, $175,000 worth of equity right out of the gate is pre- pretty darn good, pretty darn good. And so- What's the, uh, well, I guess, let let me lead into it this way. How did you finance this project? So Sam also introduced me to a banker that he knows. I think meeting Sam has helped me really, really build my network in so many ways with regard to a builder, an amazing real estate, you know, agent and advisor, and as well as a banker. So yeah, that we're just going at a traditional route through uh, okay. through that contact. Is it a construction loan, I would assume, a commercial construction loan? Yep, that will convert. So the land piece will convert to a construction and then we'll convert to a mortgage once it's complete. All right, so yeah, so for those of you who are unfamiliar, you can, I would assume this is a, a local regional bank to the area? They're based out of Idaho, but um, US bank, so I think it's pretty pretty well okay known. that's pretty pretty big bank right so for those who don't know you can go to a, a bank when you're doing new construction you can get a commercial loan and that commercial loan will cover the construction and then typically it will convert over to a principal and interest loan once the construction period is complete oh and henry if i can add to just that this uh lender keeps their own keeps their paper so they're offering rates you know lower 
like a hundred, you know, one point lower mm -hmm. than the average. And that's kind of a beautiful thing as, as well as working directly with a bank. Um, they can yep. do lot loan to construction loan to traditional 30 year fixed all in one house instead of transitioning lenders over the course of that process. Absolutely. So what Sam is saying is these lenders that uh, he's speaking of typically are called portfolio lenders, not because they do portfolio loans, but because they keep the loans in their in-house portfolio. So they don't go sell these mortgages that allows them to have some freedom sometimes with the rates and the terms, because all of these loans tip, uh, stay within uh, within the bank's portfolio. All right. We're going to take one more quick break, but stay with us. Sam and Lacey will give advice for anyone else going after deals in this market. And Sam walks us through exactly how he found his unicorn contractor right after the break. Whether you need to buy or sell, or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes to help you see new homes first. And they give you personalized recommendations based on the homes you like, so you can find a home that's just right for you, whether that's a cabin, a craftsman, or a castle. With the top-rated Redfin app, you can favorite homes, share listings with others, and schedule tours even on the same day with a local Redfin agent who can help guide you through the whole home buying process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents have the experience to help you get the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards what matters most to you, like your next home. In fact, last year, Redfin saved home sellers $127 million. No matter where you are in your real estate journey, Redfin can help. Download the Redfin app to get started today. You're ready to open a business bank account for your new property. You know what that means. Coordinating a time between you, your co-founders, and your bank consultant. Waiting at the branch or waiting for hours on the support line. Who has time for that? With Relay, you can open a business bank account for your property 100% online from anywhere. Create up to 20 accounts to organize money by property or by categories like expenses, taxes, or investments. Effortlessly collaborate with role-specific access. That means giving your cleaner a debit card for cleaning supplies or your accountant read-only access to your transactions. Own multiple businesses? Relay lets you open unlimited accounts and access them all from one centralized login. Okay, I'm just, I'm going off script here. That is cool. It's annoying that I have to log into 10 business accounts with my current bank. So go sign up for RelayFi because that's a, that's a feature that I like. No monthly fees or minimums, and it takes just 10 minutes to sign up. Head on over to RelayFi.com slash BiggerPockets for stress-free banking. You can join me because I'm heading on over there right now. I'm heading on over to RelayFi.com slash BiggerPockets. Relay is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by ThreadBank, member FDIC. The Relay Visa debit card is issued by ThreadBank pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. and may be used everywhere Visa debit cards are accepted. Deciding how to invest your capital can be extremely challenging, especially when the market is constantly changing. That's why it's never been more important to partner with a company that has a great track record. The BAM Capital executive team has successfully navigated through the Great Recession, COVID-19, and the current interest rate environment while delivering maximized returns to their partners. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator with over $1.3 billion in transactions, delivering a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. And BAM Capital has consistently paid 
preferred return distributions for over 50 consecutive months, has not lost limited partners capital, and has not called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital's disciplined investment strategy is targeting undermanaged institutional quality trophy assets throughout the U.S. heartland for accredited investors who are looking for generational wealth building or monthly income opportunities. Their offerings target cash flow stability, capital preservation, long-term appreciation, and accelerated tax benefits. Join BAM Capital's over 1,200 investors across 44 states and get started today at BAMCapital.com. Again, that's BAMCapital.com. Real estate investing is great, but for some, the tenant phone calls and clogged toilets aren't all that attractive. So how do you invest in real estate without getting your hands dirty? Invest for truly passive income with Pine Financial Group. Pine's mortgage fund offers a targeted 8% preferred return and an attractive profit split with 70% of net profits going to the investors. You'll earn passive income by participating in lending to house flippers. And it's secure because senior lien holders, that's you, are first in line to get paid. Their rigorous underwriting process and the backing of a physical asset mitigate downside risk. Plus, by investing with Pine Financial Group, you contribute to the revitalization of communities by directing your funds from Wall Street to Main Street and supporting local economies. The investment is reserved for accredited investors. Don't miss this opportunity to back Main Street over Wall Street and start earning passive real estate income. Learn more about investing with Pine at pinefinancialgroup.com bp. pinefinancialgroup.com bp. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with investor Lacey Russell and elite agent Sam Hack. Right before the break, they walked us through the numbers on their most recent deal. So let's jump back in. So you've got the loan and it'll convert over to a principal and interest. What's your expectations on cash flow for this property? Will it cash flow or is this more of an appreciation play? I think this is all appreciation. Um, I've been fortunate enough in my career, in my W-2 job, that I can cover any necessary bills and expenses. And I've planned for that, right? Contingency funds. But I do think it's a it's an appreciation play for quite a while. Throughout the whole process, I, my expectation was actually that Lacey is going to fall in love with the home that she designs and builds, and then she's going to move into it. And then she has this, <laughs> <Yeah>. great, <laughs> this great existing house that she could rent out and it will cash flow really nicely. So I think yeah. she has some options, but if you go linear with this particular deal, I don't think the numbers look super good on cash flow, but she ha- always has the opportunity to move into it and then have her other property cash flow great. Yeah, that's fantastic. And this is a great conversation to have because a lot of people will choose not to buy a property specifically just because it doesn't cash flow. But I think what you're highlighting here is there are other benefits to owning property. And cash flow is really just one of the ways that a deal pays you because you're walking into $175,000 worth of equity. I'm sure Sam has some idea of what that equity can grow to year over year in that area. So that's just your equity year one. But your equity year two, three, and four may continue to go up, especially as interest rates go down. And then one of the things that we haven't talked about at all is the tax benefit that you'll get for owning this home, which will actually help you keep more of the money that you make at your W-2 in your pocket. So this, it's just because a deal doesn't cash flow doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it. I just think we have to be careful and always walk into equity, which it seems like you're doing. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, that's a, a conversation I was having this morning with our SPP, <laughs> who also does some real estate investing and, you know, on her properties, right? It's not about cash flow either, but it is about that depreciation place. So it's just one avenue. Um, I think I've learned that I need to pivot. 
I have investments on the personal side. I have 401ks. I have all the traditional investments, right? And this is just another piece in my life that hopefully sets my family up for a, a nice little retirement. Yeah, that's a that's a great perspective. There's everybody has a different reason for investing in real estate, or I should say a different goal. If your goal is to purely generate cash flow so you can quit your job, then this probably isn't the type of deal that you need to do. But if your goal is to build long-term wealth and have equity that you can either leverage to do something else or uh, build your net worth, then this is a really good investment from that perspective because you're, you're, you're getting something brand new. You're deferring the maintenance for years. And, uh, and so I think that, you know, I, I don't want people to put investing all in one bucket. Like I have to get cash flow or I have to get this. You really have to have your goals and then see what strategy meets your goals and helps you get there. And it looks like this is exactly the kind of deal that, that supports your financial situation. The only thing I'd love to say there, um, for anybody who is younger, especially in a younger female, um, I know it sounds like they're big numbers, but I started small, right? I originally had a condo in Dallas that sat on for a few years and built equity there. And I got lucky when we first moved to the part of Wyoming that we're in. And I fortunately built equity there. Um, you you just hear a lot about build your portfolio, 60, 70, 100 plus investments, and it can feel overwhelming. And I would just say to anybody, I would encourage them to just, just start and start small and start with make sense to you and what you're comfortable with, right? Because everybody has a different risk tolerance. I, I tend <laughs> to be a little bit conservative. I mean, I'm financed by trade, so I do a lot of risk modeling. And to me, I'm taking a slower, I wouldn't say simpler strategy, but more of a, a cautioned approach, if you will. Yeah, I wouldn't definitely, I definitely wouldn't call new construction simpler. Uh, but yeah. it can feel like that if you've got the right team and it sounds like you've, you've right. done really well at bringing in the right people. So to, to piggyback on bringing in the right people, Sam, you hinted about it earlier of, about finding a builder or contractor, um, that kind of, um, can meet the needs of your client base and build at a price point that really creates this win-win. Talk to me a little bit more about like that dynamic, how you found that contractor and how you, how you guys all created that win-win situation. Yeah. So I met Dylan on Instagram of all places and uh, <laughs> to most boomers or older people, they go, no way, this is a reliable source for, <laughs> for a builder. But Lacey and I met on bigger pockets and that's how the world works these days. So, um, yeah, I know a lot of local builders and if you're if you've been around the market for a while, you've seen this giant run up we've had in this area, but in the United States in a larger sense, prices basically doubled in our area and so and material prices did go up a lot too as supply chains yeah. went up, but they they settled down plywood lumber all these things, they did come down a bit and so this big spread exists and the guys that have been building for a long time just said, "Well, we're just we'll build you something, but we'll build at retail prices." and make $500,000 in profit on each deal on a, on a million dollar house or a $2 million house. And so, um, looking for someone like me and like Lacey, someone that was eager, had a lot of energy and was, uh, looking to take on new, a new project to develop their business and make a name for themselves in this market, um, was important because he recognizes that he could make a bunch of money doing spec homes, but it's also, risky for him to float all that cash. So by having a client lined up, he's, he's got, you know, guaranteed cash draws from this construction loan and he's willing, he wants to make uh, a business in our area and also develop friends and relationships. And that's kind of, 
the mantra behind my relationship with Lacey too. It's like, I just want to work with friends and, uh, and Dylan does too. So, you know, we, we went and ate Cajun food together and, uh, had some beers and it was a good time. And, uh, just working with someone that you really trust and you know, isn't in it just for the money is really refreshing. So to touch on the Cajuns thing, you're, you're from Arkansas. My wife is from new Orleans. And after we kind of closed some deals, I took these guys to a Cajun food truck and had crawfish in Wyoming. It was Quite <laughs> to watch to watch two grown men try to eat crawfish for the first time it was, it was amazing <laughs> hey I, I went and had seafood boil last night for dinner right here in the middle of arkansas you can do anything anywhere now uh you can do anything anywhere for a different price but yes. <laughs> for a, yes you will pay more for it when you're landlocked but for it's sure. delicious it's wonderful okay so Talk to us about this project. Where is it currently? When is it scheduled to break ground? Like, what's it, where are you at in the, in the process of it all? So we closed last September. Another tricky thing about where we live is it snows six months of the year. <laughs> um, so we can't break ground until the spring. Like, you, you literally can't break it because it's frozen. Yeah, it's rock <laughs> and it's frozen. <laughs> and you have to hustle like hell to break ground in the summer because it it could be a short summer, right? And you want to yeah. be able to get the frame up so you can work inside through the winter. But the the goal would be to break ground this summer, God willing, um, and then hopefully be completed by the following summer. Knock on wood. I love that. I think you guys are a phenomenal example of what new investors can accomplish when they put the right people around themselves and they are willing to uh, not just give up when the first thing that they think of doesn't work. On that note, I want to ask you each one question that hopefully can help some of the people listening. So Lacey, can you give us You've gone through this process. You're now about to break ground, hopefully soon here. What would you say is the one thing that you did in this process that really helped make it all easier for you? The one thing that I did, well, I mean, without the Bigger Pockets website, that was the greatest tool that could have ever been available to me. Um, it was the pathway to meeting Sam. It was the pathway to meeting Dylan, an amazing banker. So I'm forever grateful, right? And I think. Network is everything and people are everything to me. And as long as, you know, you're honest, you take care of the people that you care about um, and you're transparent, then I just feel like, sorry, I'm all about good energy and people just treating each other right. So I just think that when you put good out in the universe and you want other to, others to succeed, like I want the world for Sam and I want the world for Dylan, then I think you naturally succeed on your own. And my success will look completely different than anyone else's success, right? To me, success is a couple of properties and a comfortable retirement for my wife and my family. Um, but yeah. That's absolutely true. And you're speaking my language. I, I often say I don't always make the best business decision, but I darn sure make the best people decision. And if that business, if that people yeah. decision costs me money, I'm okay with that. Um, but, but obviously, yes, I think, Having an an investor friendly real estate agent who is in your corner can truly be a game changer for any investor, but especially for new investors. And you found that in Sam. So Sam, talk to us a little bit about how should new investors uh, approach 
uh, investor-friendly real estate agents like yourself? How can they add value to investor-friendly real estate agents? And, and, and how can you best, how does, how do they best work with you? Let's see. I think the best way, at least initially to work with an investor-friendly agent is just be really transparent about what your goals are and what your finances look like, because there's nothing more frustrating than starting to look at properties and starting to develop this great strategy that sounds amazing on paper. And then we peel back the layers of the financial onion and it's like, oh man, we can't afford this, you know, or we can't, (laughs) we can't really go down this road because you don't know what goes into a build process or you don't know what it would actually take to finance this project or whatever. So I think transparency is, is really important. And, um, Lacey was really transparent with me and, Um, I learned a lot from her as well. Like we have similar interests. Um, I got a good recommendation for where to work on my classic car in the Valley. And I think, uh, (laughs) there's a lot of, uh, things that I can learn from my clients as well. So develop that rapport and that relationship first and foremost, hold off on looking at properties, trying to make the sale as an agent and just get to know each other first. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I can't say enough how much I speak the world of Sam and, and I, I know this is one small step to a really long and prosperous future together, but word of mouth is everything, right? And I speak his name anywhere I can in the valley. So thanks, Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I love this. This is amazing. I love hearing your story. I love hearing about your success. I love how you take care of people. And I love how you didn't quit when things got tough. These are the things that make successful real estate investors successful. There's no secret sauce with this business. It's been around for decades. People have been making money in real estate for a long time and they'll be making money a long time after we are gone in this industry. The only thing that sets apart the successful people are you can't give up. If you don't quit, it's going to pay off eventually. And you guys are just doing fantastic. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and sharing the the, the wins and the, and the tribulations along the way. And we wish you nothing but the best of success moving forward. Thanks, Henry. Appreciate it. Thanks, Henry. It was a pleasure to be here. All right. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Once again, if you want to learn more information about Sam, Lacey, or myself, you can find that information in the show notes. And if you want to find amazing investor-friendly real estate agents in your market, you can head over to biggerpockets.com slash agent finder. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode of the Bigger Pockets podcast. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom and the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals and enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and bam! Instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. 
Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.